Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. Welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast, episode 43. People have various reasons why they want to leave a job. And one of the common things that you hear about, read about, and maybe even talk about is that you've, you lack purpose, that there's something about the job that just isn't connecting with you on a deeper level. And especially when you are in the middle of a job search and you don't feel a sense of purpose at work, that lack of connection to the job you're doing can actually be baggage that travels along with you on your job search and prevents you from taking the action you need to take. Maybe it shows up as resentment or discouragement or frustration in your interviews. You know, it's why you're afraid for anyone to ask the question, so why do you want to leave XYZ? And you, you don't even want to have to face that question because of all of this negativity and baggage that you're carrying around with you at your current job. And when it comes down to not feeling like you're connected with it, not feeling like there's any purpose to what you're doing, then that baggage will prevent you from landing a job quickly. When you're carrying that stuff around, your job search just takes longer. Trust me, I've seen it. I've experienced it personally when I left a toxic environment and I was carrying around some of that baggage and it was affecting me. It stopped me from doing the things I needed to do. Now, of course, I want you to take the time you need for self-care. That's so important. But it's also important for you to find a way to process this lack of purpose where you are or where you've been so that you can show up as your best self in your job search. So how do you find this sense of purpose at work? Well, one of the best ways or the way to do it is to have some self-awareness. And so much of the time when we think about work, what we're thinking about is the stuff we do, the things that are required of us, that job description, if you will, this, do this, do that, this is due now, produce this, create this outcome, All of those kinds of things are the things that we associate with work. And when it feels dull and lifeless, then of course you're not going to feel a sense of purpose behind it. But when you start looking deeper, when you start looking at the behaviors underneath the task, that's where your clues are. That's where you're going to start to uncover the things that you like and the things that you don't like. 
the things that feel good and the things that don't feel good. And I want you to be a detective here. I want you to go deeper into your work experience and spend some time thinking about it, writing about it. And when I say write, I mean hand write. Don't type, don't go the easy route. There are studies that show that when we write things down, our brain functions are slowing down, that we're getting to be more creative and the, you get more meaning out of the things that you're writing than if you're just typing things as fast as you can. So go into your job description, think about the tasks and duties and responsibilities that you perform on a daily basis and create two categories. Start out with two categories with what do you like? And by like, I kind of mean it feels good. If you like it, it feels good. And then do a category of what you don't like, what doesn't feel good. Now, take, break that down even further. Once you get that list down, then I want you to go into the behaviors underneath those those tasks, those responsibilities that you're being asked to do regularly. And what I mean by the behaviors is, let's, let's use a few examples. So when you're working out the financials, when you are developing a new program, when you're leading a project, when you're leading a, a program, when you're designing a product, those activities, those actions, those responsibilities, those outcomes that you are creating are requiring certain behaviors from you. When you're doing the financials, it's requiring you to be methodical, to be detail-oriented, to probably be very structured. When you're developing a new program, say you're um, an engineer and you're, de you're designing code or you guys know what I'm, you, you guys know what you do, but this is requiring a certain amount of um, methodical approach and creativity. What if you're leading a project or leading a program? The thing that that's requiring of you is, is collaboration and getting people on board and influencing people to do the things that you need them to do that you know is going to keep projects on task, meeting the milestones that you have set. When you're designing a product, when you're designing a logo, these are requiring you know creativity and vision and innovation those are all behaviors that underpin those activities that's what i want you to be looking for because it's a clue as to how you can find your purpose when it feels good that's where you find purpose I don't know about you, but I have a actually equal 50-50 right brain, left brain. I took a test once. And what I found was I loved the creative stuff and I loved the analytical stuff. But when I started paying attention to when I was getting frustrated with work, when I started feeling discouraged, and then I started paying attention to what I was doing and what behaviors were involved with what I was doing, I realized, oh, okay, I'm not getting enough 
of the creative side, maybe. I was focused too much, too extreme on the analytical side, and it wasn't paying attention to other behaviors that I knew if I participated and if I put into action would start to give me a sense of purpose. So then I would make sure that I was interjecting the creative. Now, you may be dominant to one side or the other. That's great. That's actually even better because it'll be really easy for you to identify the things that you're doing that feel good and the things that you're doing that don't feel good. Do that detective work. When it feels good, it's a clue to pay attention to it. It means that it's part of your natural wiring. It's what makes you tick. And so when you are stuck in a job that you don't like, I want you to gravitate towards the things that feel great. I'm not saying don't do your job on the things that don't feel good, but when you start paying closer attention to the things that do feel good, and you maybe even start to volunteer for additional things to do that are tapping in to your natural behavioral strengths, the wiring in your brain, you'll start to just stack up those feel-good things that give you a sense of purpose. Now, when it does not feel good, it means you're just not tapped into your strength zone. And listen, jobs require things from us that aren't necessarily in our strength zone. This is life. We are adjusting, adapting, and learning how to flex with the things that are going on. But I want you to pay attention to is that responsibility, is that behavior something that's happening on a consistent basis? The do not like, does not feel good stuff. If that's happening on a consistent basis, if that's the majority of your work, this is another big clue, my friend, that you might be doing the wrong role. The role is not aligned with your strengths. And if you have found that you are job hopping, that you get discouraged and you get frustrated and you're moving on and you get another job that's eventually ends up in frustration and not happy and moving on, man, you got to take a look at those responsibilities, those duties, those requirements And if they are not feeling good, then chances are you are not in your strength zone. If you're someone who's highly creative and needs the opportunity to be innovative and discuss and brainstorm with people, and you're stuck in a job that's got you in a cubicle working alone, that's a clue. That's a clue. And that's okay. You now know something. The strengths that that you do have will help you find the new role that you're looking for. So do more of what feels good on the job and try your best to minimize the things that you don't like to do. Or if it just happens that you're there and you've got to get through it while you search, then really enjoy and allow yourself the feel-good feelings 
of your strength zone so that you can tap into your higher levels of critical thinking and create better emotions that will motivate better actions and doing the things you need to do in your job search. You won't have to search for purpose at work when you use this technique I've just taught you. You will actually experience it moment by moment. It doesn't have to be this big giant thing. You can find those little pockets of purpose any time you want. All right, until next time. If you like listening to this podcast and you are going to love my program, Job Search Field Guide, this is a unique opportunity. I offer group coaching three times a week alongside a five-step process to help you land a job quickly. For the coaching, I'm going to be there with you for the help you need for crafting a great resume, job search strategy tips and tricks, so you don't have to apply online endlessly. And especially my favorite thing to coach on, interview skills. So I hope you will join me in Job Search Field Guide. This is going to be revolutionary to your career journey and your job search, and you get lifetime access. So find it at elisashuck-careercoach.com, and I will see you there.